You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 18th of July, 2019. July is halfway over, thus summer's almost gone. Um, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And, um, you know, Dave, this is, this is, this is one of those shows where I don't know how to start the show because, um, something significant happened politically that is so stunning and potentially has such a far reaching effect on our world, but is so incredibly stupid it's hard to report it with a straight face but it's honest to goodness real and happening what do you do when that happens right plow through plow through okay now as most listeners to the show will know um and i'm I'm not going to speak for dave on this one um but i'm from well i'm i'm left wing to 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 put it mildly um i think i'm very open-minded uh, indeed, some of my favorite colleagues and friends are former U.S. Marine Corps members, and they're not necessarily left-wing. But I myself am very <laughs> left-wing. <laughs> indeed, um, th- th- this this person may not himself be 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 agree with my opinions, but that doesn't matter. I respect I respect the person. But anyway, that, that that's beside the point. I just wanted to you know sort of give my my cred as a person. 
This isn't coming just out because I'm left wing. Now again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say we're Dave's on the political spectrum. If he wants to, he can. If he doesn't want to, he doesn't have to. But what happened yesterday in Congress, where the Republican Party tried to vilify Google, tried to suggest Google has a conservative bias when it is demonstrably provable that they do not. Unless, of course, conservative values um, are all about misinformation, genocide, racism, and like, you know, denial of science. If that is, in fact, conservative values, then yes, Google's biased against them because they're untrue, and being untrue would likely have less link value. Less people would cite them as fact, thus the algorithm would likely overlook them for most search queries. If Google is biased against conservative values, it's because conservative values are biased against reality. It's offensive it's annoying and it's dangerous to suggest that Google is trying to push a liberal or conservative agenda. You can go after Google for their commercial practices. Heaven <laughs> knows we do it all the time. They deserve it. But it's a mathematical algorithm deciding placement based on a number of criteria high among them being the agreement of other webmasters. Maybe the whole world is biased against conservatives. You know? Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe nine out of ten people think that that point of view is repugnant. There's a good one for a conspiracy theory. Everyone's against them. Anyway, what happened was sickening. It was disgusting. People need to take a hell of a lot more care with who they put in office because if, 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 if the GOP gets away with suggesting that Google's bias makes it an unreliable arbiter of fact, an unreliable tool with which we can look up information on the information, what the hell is left to be a baseline? Oh, it makes me so mad, Dave. I don't know. I, I'm, and I apologize to anyone who might have been offended by this. But if you're honestly offended, you, you might have a problem with with your faith and truth. <laughs> okay, I'm right. going to say I don't. From from the follow up comment, I don't think your apology is truly genuine. I mean that ingested with fun, but um, yeah, I, I think what it shows, like just taking politics aside, just for for a second, left right aside. I mean, I, I obviously 100 percent you know, sort of support what you're saying. This has nothing to do with, with a, a right or left bias. This is, well, other than the world itself is, is, is creating, you know, quote unquote, that bias. So I suppose it's, it's a reflection of the world. And, and I don't mean that half the world is, is left or right um, in this one or, or that the disproportionate, certainly it's, it's skewing in, in weird ways right now, but if the link weight is passing in, in specific ways, if content's being produced in specific ways, and if people are searching in specific ways and interacting with that content in specific ways, okay, I know I'm talking about UX as a ranking factor and, and we can debate that, but if all the other things, whether you're UX or not, if all of those things are supporting a ranking structure that favors one type of content or another, that's not Google, that's the world. So you need to start looking at the world, right? Like that's, that's your point. But what's actually most no, not most frightening to me. Like I, I obviously think it's it's ridiculous to try and well, it's it's manipulative in a bad way to try and 
crush as as is happening with the media and this is happening a little bit on both sides but but certainly more from, from one um is trying to discredit an entire source yes that's dangerous like a like a, a, a you know a, a source of data i think this is a play to get the algorithm but um what i actually find almost more concerning than that is a complete it's a reinforcement and this is on the left and right so this has nothing to do with with a with a left right or, or right bias but it is a complete lack of understanding of the way these systems work by the very people that are about to try and, and, and consistently do try to pass legislation and this happened under obama too that that has nothing to do with left or right it is when we're seeing people who clearly do not understand the way these systems work not pulling in experts in the way these systems work and, and then and, and then govern them and that quite honestly i mean this debate aside because this comes up okay you know I'm, I'm not surprised this debate's happening and obviously i do have my opinions on it but it, it consistently it doesn't really surprise me but it saddens me how consistently we see regulators show their ignorance about the very subject matter they are trying to regulate <laughs> and, and, and that's what's what's alarming but one of the many things that's alarming to be about about the recent hearing truly truly terrifying okay rant over i'm glad to have gotten that off my chest it's been bugging me for hours trying to figure out how to address this mm -hmm. with you know because this isn't really a political show this is you know we, we we might address economics once in a while but you know we're, we're really about how to uh screw with google no, right. how to represent <laughs> your your clients in the best way in in in, in search engines. That's what this show's about. Not really that political. But then sometimes things like FaceApp come up, and you've got to go, people, what the hell is the matter with you? I mean, if I told you you were going to get syphilis for sticking it into the glory hole, you wouldn't stick it in the glory hole, would you? <laughs> I'm not asking you. <laughs> I mean, come on, people. You were told it's bad for you, and you do it anyway. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> yeah, don't don't do it, folks. If you're if you're tempted, just just. just yeah, I, you know. I am so sorry about that description, man. I mean, like, beat that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't think I'll try. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, where do we head? It has been a pack, pack, pack week. Uh, Was there an update on uh, starting somewhere about uh, uh, July 13th? There's a great debate in the community right now. What do you think? What do you see? You know, it, it's it's interesting because I had shown, and so had the censors. Like, I, I use censors, right, on, on the sites. We all do, right? Like, we all watch censors to, like, watch when things go crazy in our, in our sectors. Um, and they were sort of stagnant. I wasn't seeing a lot of changes in rankings for our clients and people were talking about it. And then all of a sudden yesterday, I saw an article from uh, Barry. Um, of course, he needs to be, oh, Barry Schwartz. You know, I need to say the full name because it needs to be mentioned on the show. Um, talking about this, this, you know, unconfirmed update and, and that it had impact. Well, lo and behold, I looked today and I checked a few of the sensors and they've spiked. I've got clients going all over the place. Like, in, quite on, like right now, I'm pretty stoked about it. But then I, you know, I'm, I always worry about a great spike up and then it'll settle back down. And then clients are disappointed, even though they just overall moved up. <laughs> like, that yeah. like, okay. I know you, you moved, you know, you moved up five, then you moved down two, but you still gained three, right? 
<laughs> let's look at the big picture here. Um, so there, there is that part of it. So right now it's, it's looking positive, but it is definitely, definitely a substantial, like at least I tend to work. Most of our clients fall into either travel or high tech, um, like microservices, like the high, and, and certainly those two sectors are being, and they're pretty different sectors. Um, certainly those two sectors are, are being hit pretty hard, but the sensors sort of globally, if you look at like, I don't know, any of them, right? Like Barry lists a, a whole whack of them. Um, one of the ones I just have my, uh, anyway, monitor is Russia's sensor and it's showing the same things. And, um, and I actually, you know what, I'm going to say the full name, SEM rush. And that's, that's just for Melissa Falk because she keeps mispronouncing it. And I know she works there. So you could argue that she's not the one doing that, but no, I'm going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, there definitely is something sizable um, going on right now. And I suspect we will end up hearing about a confirmation because usually you do when something this big um, is okay. going on. So the usual advice has to apply. <laughs> Sit back. The weekend's coming. Like seriously, it's gonna be it's gonna be Saturday tomorrow, and summer's almost done. So, like, honestly, go outside and enjoy yourself. There's not a, not a crap ton you can do when there's a major core update happening, except do the obvious: check your content, check your link patterns. You know, you're not gonna find you're not gonna find a lot to change if you, if you can tighten your content, tighten your content. But um, give it a, give give it a couple days. Oh, that's yeah. that's great advice. So many people panic. Right. And, and yeah. we've all we've all kind of seen it. Um, yeah. And I'm not going to pretend I'm not one of them. Right. Like and you're probably not either. You see like rankings start to go down. It doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter what that little like voice in your head is saying. You've seen this a 100 times. Calm down. <laughs> you're going to panic a little bit. You just always do. Dave, like you said, you said you, you had this one client who uh, went up five and then went down two. Yeah. And so the response is, oh, my God, I lost two position points. But, like, dude, <laughs> you actually gained five and lost two, so you gained three. That's, like, holistic math. Yeah. Um, don't panic. There's going to be flux. If there's an update happening, there's an update happening. Google's going to do what it's going to do. You can sit there and stare at your computer and do useless stuff all weekend long, or you can, like, you know, go canoeing and catch a fish. Bad yeah. for the fish, but good for you. Indeed. Yeah, and you know what I'm finding interesting? I actually decided to, to rush over and look at like a category breakdown and all of the categories are being hit fairly substantially by the, by the sensors. Um, but what I'm finding interesting is that the most active right now, just for our listeners, are in the area of news, um, reference, business, computers. Um, there's a couple little odd ones, you know, arts and stuff, but the least impacted is like travel, pets. Um, you know, food and drink is one. I'm looking at um, SEMs right now. And it's interesting to see which sectors are getting sort of the, the most impacted to look for lists. And it does seem there, there's a couple exceptions, but it does seem to lean to um, areas where trust would be heavily required. Um, okay. Seem to be the ones that are that are getting it or where authority in, in a specific topic would be would be. Required, which is interesting because we sort of have seen that in the last few updates and certainly the cores. Um, so this may actually just be a, whether it's a correction, which can cause high volatility and it may produce very little, you know, maybe corrective um, or it may be a, a something new that we haven't seen before. Who knows? But you're right. I, I love your advice. It's ongoing. Sit down. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I do got a quick dictum about this, though. Authority tends to go to content. Well, trust tends to go to links. 
that that that's where my thinking just just wants to focus. Yeah, that's fair. So, <laughs> um, authority problem. Check your content. You might, you know, <laughs> make sure what you're saying is especially if it's if it's like you're giving people advice on like you know their health or their money or their pets or something that they really care about. Mm-hmm. Um, home buying. Um, that's a huge one. Yep. Um, and if it's a, if it's, if if people start saying it's a trust issue, well, that's not like they don't, it's not like it's your content. They don't trust. It's the impression of the company you keep for one of a better way to phrase it. (laughs) Good way. Okay. One more. We started a little bit late. So we got a couple seconds uh, before we got a commercial break. How would you, I mean, like, do you remember that uh, near the beginning of our careers when, when, when you and I were among maybe a hundred or so people that others turned to for information on SEO and how critically important everything was? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was okay. great. <laughs> take, take that a step. Do you also remember how often people would seize on something we said or something we did and it would become the most important thing in the world to them? <laughs> um, here's a stupid example, one that is completely meaningless. At, uh, at Stepforth uh, Web Marketing, um, Ross Dunn's outfit, where, where, where Dave and I both started out, we used a special signature in all title tags. We used um, a double colon. Mm-hmm. So, you know, colon, colon, dot, 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 dot. And that way, in the search result pages, we'd be able to spot our work faster. A lot of people started using those because Stepforth used them. And so they figured it had to mean something. There's a reason we're doing it, so they're going to do it too. But really, we did it just because it made it easier for us to do our, um, our, our, our our ranking work and be able to report on what the search results pages were, which were radically different back in, say, 2003 than they are here in 2019. Um, so that's an example of us doing something completely taken out of context by the rest of the, the community, right? Like, like they, they, there was no reason to do that, except except we did it. And in fact, doing it because you did it dilutes the impact. Pick a different character and dump it in. <laughs> Gosh darn it, please, because that really diluted. Yeah. I mean, I don't do that now because I know Ross still uses that. I'm not going to, you know, tread on his thing, right? Right. Um, okay. So imagine being like John Mueller um, and knowing that <laughs> just, you know, if, you, if, 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 you're, if you're doing a hangout session or a, or a video session, if you look to the left, people will take that out of context. Right. John was over there. Ninety getting his messages from. <laughs> well, he reports. He he said the other day about ninety percent of the stuff he says is taken completely out of context and misunderstood. I would have thought it was almost a hundred. <laughs> um, but honestly, could you imagine that? Now, what is that? That has to, of course, you know, come back to us, right? or come back to Barry, or come back to others who are reporting breathlessly on everything that John says. Yeah. Or the forums, or whatever, right? Like, anywhere we're discussing it. So what does that say about the SEO community and the stuff we're doing on other people's pages? You know, I, I think what, what we need to... It's funny, I, I hadn't thought of this. We've talked about this problem before on, on our show. Um, you know, the, the misinterpretation of, of information. And I think what would be interesting... Um, if, and I don't know, you know, it's not really Barry's alley because Barry reports news, but I don't know, Roger Monty or sorry, right? Like where you get that hybrid of like, yeah, it's kind of news, but it's interpretation. 
right, of, of news. Um, if somebody like Roger came up and said, okay, here's the news on what John said, but actually add a section to everyone. Here's what he didn't say. <laughs> An actual clarity. Because I don't think, like, I think a lot of it gets misinterpreted, but I think a lot of it isn't the, the news source. It's not that Barry reported the wrong thing. It's not that Roger reported or Matt Southern or whoever, right? Like, it's not that they reported Ginny Marvin, right? It's not that they reported the wrong thing. It's that when the layperson is reading it, like, who isn't entrenched in the sector or is new into the sector, they don't understand history behind the statement. They don't understand the other things necessarily that have been said around it. Um, and they haven't listened to Google enough times to go, okay, I see what you didn't say there. Right? <laughs> which, which can often be important sort of subtext to the whole thing. So I think it would be interesting if they started actually having like a section in those articles going, okay, now this is what they said. But let's pay attention to here's what they didn't say. And here's what, you know, some history around that was. So just put in, wouldn't take long, just a brief, you know, a few hundred extra words to go. Basically, here's a little bit of context for you. Like, we're not going to tell you what this actually means because we're reporting news. But here's a few other news articles that may give some context. And, and here's what they say. I, I, on our way to break, I think I think it's also worth worth remembering the two most often said words whenever anybody asks a real SEO for advice on any, any specific issue. The very first words said are often, "It depends." depends. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. So it's, I mean, like taking John out of context. Well, you know, it depends on the context in which he said something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On that. Just to you know, contextualize the next couple of minutes of your experience, we have to go to break here on, web, on Web Culture and WebmasterRadio.fm. So, on behalf of Dave Davis of BSOC Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Ways Media. You're listening to Web Culture on Webmaster Radio on the 18th of July, 2019. Stick around. We've got a lot more Web Culture coming up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. You are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. WebmasterRadio.fm WebmasterRadio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing from SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry on air on demand and available on every mobile device that you can imagine this is webmasterradio.fm webmasterradio.fm we're everywhere more refreshing talk radio on air and on demand 24 7 
WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. We're back here on Web College on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 17th of, or the 18th of July, 2019. <laughs> this is Jim Hedger, Media. Dave Davies, Dean Sucking Internet Marketing. And, you know, another reason why John Mueller and, and many people who, uh, who, who, who try to explain how search engines work to the general public get a uh, quoted out of context is because damn stuff is actually kind of complicated. <laughs> for instance, and you might want to sit down for this, Dave. I'm um, We, um, we misreported something for several years. Oh, okay. we did. I'm going to, I'm going to call us on it. I'm going to take I, I, my mail call, because I remember saying this myself several times, as it turns out. And, um, I'm embarrassed about this. <laughs> The PageRank that they were showing in the PageRank toolbar, where they used to have a PageRank toolbar, was actually accurate. I'm not kidding. Okay, you must have heard the story. And 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 and, and we used to say we used to say over and over again that that what you see in the toolbar is for entertainment purposes only. That is actually infinitely more complicated than a scale of one to ten. Mm-hmm. As it turns out, since 2006, it's not been infinitely more complicated. <laughs> okay. Did you see that story? Um, it came out a couple of days ago. Um, former Google engineer suggested Google hadn't used PageRank since like 2006. Yes. Okay. As it turns out, that's not entirely true. It's just the original PageRank, which was much more complicated, but ha- took longer to calculate and worked with a, worked well for a much smaller a much smaller web was rehashed in 2006 um, made somewhat simpler because around 2006 Google started updating a lot faster it wasn't on the month long update cycles that it used to be on mm-hmm. and so PageRank didn't have to iter- um, iterate as um, uh, 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 Finally, as it had before, it didn't need to have as quite as many decimal places between like 1.1, 1.2, 1.3, etc. All the way to two. Didn't have to have as much spaces in there because the web is updating fairly regularly rather than just once a month like it used to. Right. So <laughs> we were telling the public that the page rank formula that they saw on the toolbar wasn't the page rank formula Google was actually using to calculate page rank when in fact it was. Whether they still use that formula in 2019, honest truth is I don't know. But for a time, we were misleading people. If, if this story is the way I'm reading it, it's to be believed. Right, well, I'm, yeah, yes and no. But, yeah. <laughs> Damn I, I complicated stuff, it, eh? Yeah, it is. And part of that is, and uh, like, that's a googly answer for, for me, and we're talking about Google, um, is... We also had to take into consideration for both. We're going, we're going in our way back machine now, right? Like we're talking about something we haven't, you know, had to really look at. Um, but folks, you remember you would rely on, you know, I'll paint a picture from, from my experience that led me to very critically go, yeah, that 
toolbar can be totally, totally wrong. Um, you remember me in my affiliate marketing days, and I, I was a little lot black hat back then. Yeah, a little lot black hat back <laughs> okay, then. Yeah. A little bit of lot black hat back then. And I remember I had, had driven up a site to a page rank of six. Um, I had done this through all sorts of fun, fun little ways, and I decided that it was in, in my infinite wisdom to sell links. Um, now, my and you got good money back then. Like it was hard not to, right? It was like 500 bucks <laughs> for a, for a link on the homepage, right? <laughs> it was like some pretty big money. Um, so, okay. And that, that all went well and good. Now my traffic tanked, but my page rank was six and it stood that way for a couple months. And then the toolbar update happened. And then I was a zero. <laughs> so there was a big gap like, and, and fair enough. I, I should have been right? like, I'm not, I'm not begrudging Google. I, I should have been hit with a penalty. That was fine. I had more sites coming up as, as affiliate marketers did back then. Well, probably do now, but as black hat marketers certainly did. Um, and so that's, I think really drove to me that like, okay, just cause you see it in that toolbar does not mean that it is what Google's seeing. Clearly they saw me at a zero long before that toolbar was updating right i certainly could see it in my analytics okay that i will grant yes absolutely that they, they may not have updated the toolbar as quickly as they would have updated their calculation of page rank um in the dossier that would have been associated with the the, the page or domain yeah um but uh okay yeah that, that, that is true i forgot i've forgotten about that that has a different lag. update cycle. That's a different lag, yeah. But to your point, and I think what we're getting at is, if it was right after an update and you're seeing a four, it was a four. <laughs> I'm getting this from a, a piece in, uh, in SE Roundtables. This is a very Schwartz, a very Schwartz piece. Um, former Google engineer Jonathan Tang wrote that PageRank was replaced in 2006 with an algorithm that gives approximately similar results but is significantly faster to compute. The replacement algorithm is the number that's been reported in the toolbar, and what Google claims is page rank. It's it's the same. Um, both algorithms are O and log n, but the replacement is much, has a much smaller constant in the log n factor because it does away with the need to iterate until the algorithm converges. Um, the monthly updates. It's important because when when the web grew from like one to ten million pages to one hundred and fifty billion plus pages. Right. Um, so there, that's what happened. Um, I, I, I just find that really neat. PageRank is still in use, but it's not your grandfather's PageRank. <laughs> Thank you. So, you know what? I even have PageRank calculators. Like they sort of like look at a map of a site and I kind of assume they're like, and this is based on the original patents. I, I'll admit I didn't need to be told by a Google engineer that, yeah, those numbers are not right anymore. Right? Like they're the best thing I've got, but, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know if there were many SEOs out there who went, you know, that formula that Google really fundamentally is built on. I'll bet they haven't updated it since Google started. Right? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know that many of us were going page ranks probably never been touched, but I, I, I don't want to report, report John Mueller out of context here or anything, but <laughs> when somebody on Twitter used um, a Coke Pepsi analogy. Yeah. Did you switch from Coke to Pepsi? John said, no, we switched to cane sugar link juice. Yeah. <laughs> An allusion to when, when Coke switched from real sugar to cane sugar. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that was probably one of my favorite responses by John and Aegis. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but again, again, it's one of it's really important that like, um, I don't know, accuracy is important and yeah. mea culpa. But we didn't understand ourselves. It's very complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of restaurant, okay, here's this is a this is a neat story. I love stories like this. Okay, according to uh to to search engine land, as a Greg Sterling story, restaurant tours are more likely to suggest that restaurant pa- restaurant patrons um are affected by digital marketing channels and by reviews than customers say they're actually affected. So, okay, so I've been, I've, been, I've been watching the adventures of you and Mary on Facebook, and you're going to all these different restaurants around Victoria, and, and, and I miss Victoria, so I'm living vicariously through you two, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at these places you're going to, and I'm going, wow, I remember that building, or I know where that is. Or, you know, and if I was to go back to Victoria, that would likely affect my choice of restaurants. So we know where I'm getting it from. Right. But why, why, do, why do you choose the places you go to? Um... You know, some of it is some of it is reviews, um, and sometimes it's just a you know I've I've lived in the city for like two decades. Um, is a well, there's a place we haven't been. Say <laughs> like, so been to so many places so often that sometimes it's just a you haven't. Friends do come into it as well, but I I do tend to think whether directly or indirectly that the restaurateurs are probably more right um, than the customers are in this case, and, and which, which may be funny because if we consider that there will be, when you're asking a customer, were you impacted by reviews, right? My, myself, like if you, if you asked me and I interpreted that as did I read reviews and, 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 and then choose to go to the restaurant, a lot of the restaurants I have selected to go to, I would say, no, I didn't go through all these reviews. What I did do was my eye got drawn by all these little stars (laughs) and and then I went there, right? Or by the ordering on Foursquare or Yelp or Google Map, right? Like I will be influenced by them even when I'm not reading them. So, you know, I, I think the restaurateurs are probably more right there. Okay, but, but 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 you're saying good use of schema, <laughs> <laughs> effective use of schema. <laughs> okay, well check this out. There's so this is like a split survey by the Toast Restaurant Success, the Toast Restaurant Success Survey. Again, being reported on by Greg Sterling. It was on uh, July 17th in uh, Search Engine Land. Okay. Mm-hmm. The the guests, the customers, consistently reported inf- outside influence lower than restaurateurs, who I guess are paying for this outside influence, did. The one thing that guests and restaurateurs agreed on is the recommendations of friends and family is by far the biggest influencer. But after that, restaurateurs say, fa- say online reviews. 49% of restaurateurs say online reviews bring in the customers. Only 35% of uh, customers themselves say, I read the reviews. 38% of restaurateurs say, Facebook, my Facebook profile, brings in the customers. Only about a quarter of the uh, customers themselves realize that the, that the restaurant had a Facebook page. Uh, and it goes on like that. Um, this is a, I'm fascinated with articles like this because I'm always fascinated by that, that H H L Mecklen quote, um, half my advertising dollar is wasted. I just don't know which half. Right. And you know, many of us in the, in the, in the digital marketing world are just like totally 
we sell the idea that we can quantify everything. Yeah. But, you know, as, as it turns out, we're, we're, all the stuff we're, we're trying to quantify is not actually confirmed by the people we're advertising to. No, and it is interesting because, like, I mean, there's many interesting things about this, but I, I look through the list and I'm like, well, yeah, that probably is right. And I see why restaurateurs believe that, and they either believe it because they don't understand the environment or they believe it because they were told it by their marketer who was trying to make some extra capital. Um, you know, for, for example, I, I'm looking through restaurateurs, 8% Twitter. Have you ever, Jim, ever, and I, our listening audience, please tweet me. <laughs> one exception i can't think of any time ever out of all the restaurants i've ever gone to when traveling when at conferences anywhere where i've been influenced on twitter to, to do it other than maybe a tweet at mozcon going here's where the thing is but i would have found it anyway like my decision to go there was not influenced by it i may have used it because it, you know my friends are there and i can find it but it never actually made me choose to go to that that specific restaurant. So there's that one. And and it may be like guests are saying 1%, you know, restaurateurs are saying 8 but There's definitely a big gap, and I tend to lean that one more toward the guests. But, you know, online reviews, it, it, it is interesting where, it, for our listeners, head over there because it's actually interesting to see the psychology of a restaurateur. Really, yeah. you can yeah. kind of see how it's breaking down there. Um, and the guests may not understand whether they're being influenced by something that they are being influenced by, right? Um, and that's our job as marketers, to influence people and, hey, ideally, not let them know. <laughs> but, for, for what it's worth, Dave, go back to the last time you looked at Google Analytics, which was probably about six minutes before going on air. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, um, share of traffic acquisition. Who comes number one every time? I'm not. I'm, I'm seriously. It, 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 it was staggeringly. Who comes number one every time when it comes to share of traffic acquisition? Yeah, yeah. Organic just, damn search through Google. I mean, it's just it's, it's just the way it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, I, I, of course, now you can get into uh, various things, and and worth remembering because we are dealing with restaurant tours. This isn't the case of most, but I've often never visited a website and gone to a restaurant and it'll be based on I'll have Yelp open. I'll have gone to Google, you know, and, and just done a, a search and then just trusted the maps and they're showing the reviews and I'm going, ah, okay. And that's the kind of food I want. All right, let's give it a go. Um, so it, it is, and it's difficult, like restaurant tours are in one of those very, very difficult sectors um, to deal with because a lot of people are like me, right? They don't actually know the touch point because, you know, you sell blue widgets online, you know where your traffic is. Exactly like you're saying, right? Like, yeah, it's Google organic. It comes in this way or it's Google pay, whatever it is, right? Like, it, you know where it's coming from. But yeah, restaurateurs, I, I sort of do feel for them in that one because there are so many various touch points that can drive a person in, including like print, right? Like, mm -hmm it can actually greatly impact them. It does in Victoria. People get off the like cruise ship and they've grabbed this little like flyer thing, right? And they're looking through it um, and they're being influenced by it. So it, it is, I feel for them in that one, it, it is a lot harder um, to get a good feel on it. But I, I think, you know, there'll be, we need better analytics as I guess we're getting there, but 
Google is is getting better at that, but uh, but we still they they just don't have the analytics they need, and all of it's available. When I'm looking on Yelp, and then I walk into a place, it's available. That data is available. You know, there's, a, there's, a, there's an interesting experiment happening in happening in Toronto right now, um, and they're, they're, they haven't um, put shovels in the ground, but um, Toronto has uh, a massive, massive waterfront. Like the entire city stretches uh, uh, along the, the north shore of Lake Ontario, and it's an old industrial waterfront. So you know, it's an old, it's an old uh, Great Lakes port. In a, in, a, in a time where Great Lakes ports aren't very active anymore. So there's all this land that used to be industrial land that's now being redeveloped for housing. And Google, through, um, through its parent company, Alphabet, is um, developing something it calls Sidewalk Labs, which is a 190-hectare area on Toronto's waterfront that's going to become a Google-fied smart community. So basically Google is going to build about 195 hectares on Toronto's waterfront and make it a data oriented city. And I can guarantee you that everybody who goes to a restaurant in, in sidewalk lab is going to, well, you'll know exactly how they got there and why they got there the piece of paper handed to them when they walked into the tracking zone and anybody who lives and works there will be everything they do will be tracked. Um, it's, it's a data centric experiment, mm-hmm. which by the way has, has enormous, like there's, there's enormous concerns um, and enormous promise from the experiment. So it's, it's a two edged sword, right? Yeah. Guarantee you everybody will, will know how you got into that pizza parlor, how you got into that restaurant, why you were there um, just because of the data centric world. And that's the world that, that that we're all moving into in one way or another. Um, especially, especially with home devices. Yeah. And as Dave, it's a little frightening. And as Dave, the marketer, that's awesome. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. Note from studio. We said break. We got to do break. Um, I think we said it quite a while ago, though. Anyway, you know what? We got to do a break here on Web Culture and WebmasterRadio.fm. So, on behalf of Dave Davies from BSNet Marketing, this is Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Web Culture and WebmasterRadio.fm on the 18th of July, 2019. Stick around. More coming up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. It passes before it's noticed a slight. Rising of the eyebrows. A widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart as a beat. Like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second... The reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with Brian Massey and his guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedConsequencesPodcast.com and find us where you get your podcasts. 
Intended Consequences Marketing on Purpose Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Radio's virtual autobahn. WebmasterRadio.fm, moving at the speed of light. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Web Culture on WebmasterRadio.fm, the 18th of July, 2019. Dave, dude, sorry man, I got some bad news I gotta break to you. What's that? You, you, you gotta get cracking, you gotta get out there, you gotta get busy, because you gotta register every domain, everything you possibly can, every social media profile, anything with the name Dave Davies in it, register it now, <laughs> or you're gonna be Dave Davies, 1972. <laughs> the Kinks, the seminal. Uh, uh, one of the first punk bands, one of the, the seminal English invasion bands led by guitarist Dave Davies, who's uh, slightly older than you, <laughs> has might have more page rank value in the long run. <laughs> um, well, actually, probably doesn't got the same page rank value as you, but has the longevity, you know, the yeah. thoughts up here. I, I, I urge you to, rec- to register everything. You and know, pay you. I, I, I kind of thought of that and, uh, He's got a pretty good lock and had before me. <laughs> Damn rock stars always getting know. always getting up early and doing stuff fast. <laughs> I think they're still up early, actually. Yeah, it could be. It could well be. Um, okay, so you're going to hear a lot more from Dave Davies. I assure you, only listen to the one on Webmaster Radio. He's the one who knows what he's talking about. Okay. Um, <laughs> Where shall we go now? I don't know. There's some interesting stuff. I mean, there's some neat thing that a neat experiment Google's trying. Have um, I haven't seen this in the in the real world yet? But uh, the other day, Barry was reporting that Google is um, testing, um, uh, sharing like like sharing icons, uh, social email um, sharing icons uh, in, in beside uh, rich snippets and search results. Yeah, I like that. And what do you think? I like it too. Um, actually, yeah, I love it. I love the idea that you can go do a Google search and then share that Google search via uh, Twitter or Facebook, um, especially especially for restaurant searches on Twitter. Um, but uh, uh, no, I think it's great. Like, the, the, if 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 I can find a way to get somebody to talk about my client to other people after they discovered the page in search, oh my god, double bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. Exactly. Um, and yeah, I think we all have this, like, it's going to be used. It's going to be used a lot because I can't think of the number of political arguments or whatever. It's generally an argument, but where I'm like, here, here's a fact. 
<laughs> These are called facts. And sending through, I, I'm not saying that Google is an authority on facts, but as long as they're citing a reliable source, whatever the, the knowledge panel is or, or whatnot, um, it'd be handy. I will always still prefer the let me Google that for you. Right, just because of its, <laughs> of its approach, um, but I, I do think it's handy. Um, I'm waiting for sort of the next evolution of it. I don't know exactly what it'll look like, clearly, because that's why it's next evolution and not this evolution. Um, but I have a feeling they, they've got to do something to make it easier to share that information than the current. We're not even. This isn't deployed. I haven't seen it live either. I've only seen the tests, as you have, um, like screenshots. But this still seems a little clunky because I'm still having to move back and forth and you know if i'm trying to share it on to as a comment then i've got to go over copy i mean we're not talking great work here we're talking five seconds but um i, I do think they, they it has to be refined a little bit for me to share it a little bit easier and faster but uh because uh, yeah, i'm a busy guy five seconds is just that's too much for me but um yeah I, I, I know something is coming after this i don't know exactly what it is but i this can't be what they're actually trying to accomplish it, it just seems a little a little clunky to me still from, from what it is, but we'll see when it rolls out. Um, on that topic, uh, it just came out where was it over on the, on the verge um, on the 12th. So basically just after our last, uh, last week's show, um, Google's um, area 120. It's an in-house incubator um, over at Google is working on a note, a new wait for this. It's going to be awesome. Oh, Social man. networking app. Oh, yep. What did I say? You were gonna, how did I know you were going to say that? <laughs> it's an invite-only test in New York right now, um, and it actually does seem to make a little more sense um, where it's to help people organize activities. So you know, I'm having this event collect. Like it actually has a purpose, right? Like we're doing this thing and we're helping people gather. I think it's more building on their current infrastructures and maps and stuff, and then going, okay, now you can create, you know, an event here and you know set its privacy and and move out and use it to organize and and that sort of thing. So this one, I actually think may function, but what I suspect we're going to see is they're building as an app now. We'll all, you know, I'll, I'll probably use it just to, to see what it is, but I suspect we'll, we'll end up seeing the functions of it if it really takes off just rolled into, into maps or, or into it, sort of your more Google profile, like built into the system, not as a standalone um, app. Can, if Google can find a way to integrate maps with Google Calendar, with like stuff that I, that I use every day in my productivity or my, uh, my day planning, then maybe it would be a um, a useful a useful app, but if Google is trying to reinvent somebody else's wheel, um, well, I don't know. Um, I guess the best tip I can give them is they're supposed to be round, dudes. <laughs> um, they work better that way because Google keeps making these square things and calling them wheels. Right. Yeah, they um, do. don't core competency again. But if, if Google's going to find a way to merge the usefulness of uh, the utility of maps with the usefulness of calendar, I think that'd be excellent. I, I tend to agree. And I, I think you get the nail on the head. I love that al analogy of the, the square peg and then calling it a wheel. Cause we do see this and, and we saw this, um, you know, it, Google creeps being not in search, but in virtually everything else keeps being MySpace. Right? Like they keep going and going, this is how we're building things. 
and this is how you can use it rather than going to Facebook, early Facebook, not now, but the early Facebook, like what are our users trying to do? Okay, let's craft around that. Um, and I think that is their big problem. And hopefully if they can solve that and go, what are users currently doing and how can we make that easier for them? Not how can we fit them into our mold to collect the data we want? Yeah. Make them do that and train them to, yeah, it might be a better system, but I'm not going to bother to be trained. So <laughs> you got to come up with a better system. And like Facebook, then you can start to get your will in there by slowly iterating over time. Okay. We got a couple minutes left. Um, two stories on Google My Business came up today. One of them, oh, actually, one of them, one of them is about Knowledge Panel, not not exactly Google My Business, but Knowledge Panel draws so much information from uh, GMB. Yeah. Um, so, if you Google is uh, okay, I don't I don't know this is a, this is a chicken egg story in my head. Um, Google's been having problems with Google My Business. We know that Google's been having problems with a lot of its core systems recently in the, mm -hmm. over the last year, um, but it's recently been having problems in Google My Business in that. Information is being stripped out or accounts are just gone, just disappear. Mm -hmm. um, webmasters are reporting that their clients' uh, accounts have been, quote-unquote, suspended, uh, which leads me to believe that they, they, they might disappear and then come back again. And some have reported that they just disappeared, gone. Information has to be reentered because it ain't been saved nowhere. Um, Google has also recently said if you see something wrong or incomplete in the knowledge panel – we're going to find a way to, 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 to let you um, fill this in and, 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 and help us discover more to put into here. I'm wondering if there's a connection between the two. There may be. Now, I know the um, GMB issue um, did seem to, and I can't remember whether, like, I, I didn't. They said it was fixed, but, but people say it's not. They're still wrong. I know it's origin story seem to have been and, and I can't remember whether it was confirmed or not so folks look this up don't just trust me on it um, when they launched short names it seemed to be that the people who picked short names were the ones that got banned not all of them like I did for like most of our clients like a good SEO I'm like oh okay these are out and they're a good idea let's claim mine first none of our clients got impacted negatively by what we did at the same time I was using brand not keywords for the most part right like I was trying to lock down their brand in the short name yeah. um so that may have been it, but I, I know that from the early stories, from what I was, I was hearing anyway, and when I say stories, I mean, I was tweeting with people and, and on Facebook, <laughs> uh, it seemed to be that that was the common connection and I didn't hear of an example. So um, that may have just been a hiccup and now you've got, yeah, we can fix these things in the knowledge panel. When you heard about that, and I, I read that this morning too, my first thought was, wow, how long until people start buggering about with that? Well, obviously. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting. I'm sure they, I'm sure Google, like these people aren't idiots. They've dealt with us for decades. Um, <laughs> That's why we don't get invited to the parties anymore, eh? <laughs> we can't give them nice things. That's why we took the page rank toolbar away. Um, I, I have to wonder what systems they have in place. I know they've gotten on, on map edits. They've gotten a lot. There's a bigger time lag. I make a lot of edits. Um, but just for properties around me and stuff, right? Like I'm at a restaurant, I'll, I'll do that if I'm bored. Um, you know, so I, I, and I've seen that time like grow. I wonder what, what systems they have in place to prevent me from, from gaming the heck out of it. And 
I, I know there's people who are going to test it. We'll probably be reading an interesting article about this in about a month of like, and here's how I gamed it to accomplish this. So stay tuned. <laughs> um, so anyway, I, I, I was curious if there's a, there's a connection between one broken and you know, okay. Last story chance. Last thing we have, we, the timing has been perfect on this show. I got really to say this really worked. Um, competition. You remember when there was like, uh, the, 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 there was the other search engine, ask.com, and it actually pushed Google and what was then uh, Microsoft Live and, 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 and Yahoo to accomplish more. Oh, yeah, they did some great stuff. So cross your fingers, DuckDuckGo hit a pr- pretty significant milestone um, this, this, this month. DuckDuckGo says they're now handling over 40 million searches a day. Now, that mightn't sound like much, given that Google handles that many, I think, in like, you know, a minute. But um, that's actually, that's that's a lot of of bandwidth to deal with and and, 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 um, a lot of search inventory to go through. So congratulations to DuckDuckGo. Maybe they're about to grow up into something much stronger. (laughs) I'm a real engine. Um... (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm good for them. And competition is... Brilliant. And it, it's interesting because I was reading the same article and I'm like, oh, yeah, their weaknesses, quote unquote, weaknesses are exactly the reason people would like them. Right. But exactly the thing that'll cost them. Like, I love Google Maps because I can go give me directions. Yep. DuckDuckGo can't give me those same accurate directions. To use an example that was listed in there, but it's true. And it is a problem because they're not tracking me. <laughs> like, so there's a pro and a con built inherently into that functionally a little less usable practically I can probably figure my way there with limited instructions I, I you know as a species we've done this for a little while now <laughs> so. um, I'm hoping I'm, I'm rooting for DuckDuckGo not because I like DuckDuckGo better than Google or better than Bing I, I don't necessarily although sometimes I do but competition forces us to do better yeah absolutely and I mean it's, it's the purest thing moving ideas forward yeah um and again this is this is from a radical lefty but like this is earth that's how it works yep you make me want to do better i will do better yep um you 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 threaten my business i will make sure my business survives that's that's how it works and someone has to do this with google someone has to do this with bing to make them remember that they're consumer focused well they're not actually necessarily consumer focused but if the consumers aren't focused on them, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's, no, that's great. That's we have. <laughs> that, the script endeth there. But luckily we've gone full we've gone full clock. We have. Again. Again. Every week we end up doing this. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Binstock Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. This podcast was recorded live to podcast on the 18th of July, 2019. Stick around webmasterradio.fm. There's amazing content coming up on the network. And when you're not listening to webmasterradio.fm or working hard on your clients' websites, get outside and enjoy the summer before it's almost gone because, folks, summer's almost gone. We'll be here next week. Be safe. Be well. Talk to you soon.
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.